Hello, this is uh, Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast, and this is episode seven. And I promised on Facebook that I would I I'd do a thing on talking about what it was like to go to an AA meeting. For the next episodes, I'm going to describe what like for the people that don't know. This one's going to be about AA. You know, I'm 47 years sober. I've been in a church a long time, but I've been to a lot of AA meetings. And I want to describe a couple and what it's like to go. Some of them were a long time ago. Some of them were recently. But basically the same. For all you that are thinking to go to a meeting and you don't want to go, I get that. I get that completely. I mean, what in God's green earth is an AA meeting like? Oh my God, it's going to be terrible. Movies do it a little bit, but you know, you're, you don't know whether you're drinking too much. You don't really know anything about it. You just sort of know that you're, you're, you're worried about it. So what you want to do is you want to go. What you do is you call up the local AA. You look up Alcoholics Anonymous or NA or whatever, and they generally have a meeting list. And what you want to do is you want to get the meeting list. It's usually online these days. Before, it was just a paper thing. And you look up where you are, and it'll tell you where it is and what time it is. And you say, that's great. But the hardest part is actually getting your thing going. Now, if you knew somebody, like you know you know Joe or Amy or somebody who's in the program, you could probably get them to take you. It'd be a little easier. But if you don't know it and you've got courage, you could probably get this done yourself. Now, let's say you have a... You know, generally speaking, it's in a church. Go on a meeting list and you check and you say, oh, I know, you know, you don't want to go in your town. So you want a couple towns over maybe. You don't want to go in your town. You might know somebody. So you go in a, you go two towns over. Maybe you're safe. So you, you look in a list and you know where that church is. Um, so... You sort of hop in a car and you tell everybody you're going to the store or something. You go and you you find a church. You're going to drive up. You're, you're sort of, you don't want to be late, but you don't want to be early. So you're coming in there and you're looking. And what you do is you're looking. At, there's going to be cars in the parking lot depending on how big the meeting is. If it's, a, if it's a big meeting, boatload of cars. And if you're a little bit early, look for the crowd outside. There's going to be people outside, and a lot of them are going to be smoking. So that's a sure sign it's an AA meeting because everybody's outside smoking. You know, keep your eye on a watch and sort of go in with the herd. It's going to be a church basement or it's going to be a church hall or it's going to be something, and they'll have it all set up. Somewhere, undoubtedly, maybe there's going to be a, there's going to be a table with coffee. You can get a cup of coffee, be casual, go look for a chair. Somebody might stick their hand out if they 
if they know each other there, then they'll stick their hand, hi, I'm Chuck, or I'm Amy, or I'm somebody, you know. Haven't seen you around, welcome, have a seat, got any questions to ask. Sometimes you can just sneak in and sit in the back. <laughs> Generally, the people that don't want anything sit in the back. But you sit in the back, you're going to hunker down, and everybody's going to know you're new because you're hunkering down. They're not going to come and bug you, or if they come and bug you, they're going to say, hey, hi, I'm Chuck, and be friendly and say, hey, welcome, glad you're here. So you sit down, depends. If the meeting list should tell you what kind of meeting it is, you know, and you say, what, I, I don't, so there's like generally an AA speak, there's open meetings. You say, well, and there's closed meetings. So open meeting means that people who aren't professing alcoholics can come, or you can come anyway, but you know, it's, it's for alcoholics only professing alcoholics but if you want to if your mother wants to come and hold your hand or your dad or your friend wants to come and they're not a drunk then an open meeting would be appropriate that it means that people who aren't alcoholics can come or aren't professing to be alcoholics can come a closed meeting is basically for people who are willing to say i'm a drunk so you come in maybe you dress up too much but what you're going to see is everybody's dressed a little different. If it's a noon meeting, people are going to be in their work clothes. And you're going to notice that they, they're not all the same necessarily. Maybe there's uh, cab drivers, truck drivers, old people, young people, everything like that. And you're going to be a little bit like this. And they're dressed reasonably well, some of them. And you're going to be a little confused. But just... You know, get a cup of coffee, or if you're jiggy, don't, I mean, sometimes they have water or something. You can bring a, bring a seltzer or something like that. But, you know, go sit in a chair. Maybe somebody will come over and say hello. Maybe not. You can bark at them. You can do whatever you want to do, but you can sit there. Now, what type of a meeting is it? You picked open or close. You know, open or close, but what kind of a meeting is it? Well, let's say it's, uh, it's going to be some type of meeting. You know, AA has various types and various regions and stuff. Generally speaking, most places, if it's a speaker meeting, you know, like a speaker meeting, it'll say speaker meeting or something like that, open meeting. And there'll be a guy or a gal up there that's the chair. She's going to introduce her. Or inter I'm the chair of this meeting. They're going to read a bunch of stuff. And they're going to have a little bit of drill they go through. In the West Coast, it's like they read a portion out of the big book, which is the sort of the textbook that was written in the early days. So they're going to read a part of Chapter 5. And then the chairman's going to, he, runs the, he or she runs the meeting. Depending on what it is, if it's a speaker meeting, the, the chairman's going to introduce the speaker. So somebody gets up. If it's a speaker meeting, somebody gets up and they tell their story and depending on the area they have their formula you know in boston it was uh what happened and what happened and what's it like what was it like and what is it like now in other words before and after type of stuff so they tell their story and then they tell about getting sober and they tell about going to meetings and they repeat some peter you know stuff and if you go enough you re recognize that that's this is what all of them are, is I drank, I couldn't handle it, I came to AA, I did the stuff they told me to do, and I got sober, and blah, 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 blah. That's, that's sort of what you say, this is not dangerous, and you're right, it's not dangerous. 
But if you're a drunk, it is dangerous. And I think you're going to know it's dangerous because what happens is everybody says, you go to your first meeting and it ruins your drinking after that. And it does. Because the trick is, and you're gonna, it's going to drive you nuts, is that they're telling the truth about stuff that you would never mention to a soul. And people are laughing about stuff that makes your skin crawl. And it doesn't make any sense at all. Yet, it somehow gives you hope. That's what it did for my first AA meeting. I realized, holy cow, I don't have to die from this. And when I went to my first meeting, I was pretty sure that, you know, my best outcome was I'd get to drink a little bit more and then I'd die. That was sort of it. So you're... And you're looking around, and, you know, it's like there's something. What? It's just go to bar rooms. You know people look okay, but you're looking at these people, and it's like some of them are, yeah, wrung out. But there's other people that are, like, normal, normal people. And then one gets up, and it's a normal, normal, normal lady, normal lady, you know. Little Miss Church something or other. And you, she opens her mouth, and she starts talking. You're like, what? I mean, this lady's been there, done that. I mean, nobody, no church lady is going to know about this stuff. I mean, and she's talking, and it makes your skin crawl and be excited at the same time because she's telling your story you know some of it's different but a lot of it is the same and maybe somebody says a slogan or something like that identify but don't compare when you're struggling your drunk is struggling to say these are all a bunch of idiots and the other party is saying Oh, wow, maybe it's true. Maybe it's really true. And, and you know, you're, you don't know what to make of it. You want to bolt and run, but you don't bolt and run. Some areas, they have a raffle, which is basically a chance to get up and re, redo your coffee, and, and everybody runs outside to take a smoke break. Um, you'll find out that a lot of people smoke in AA. You don't have to, but it's, you know... Everybody runs to runs outside to the parking lot or someplace. These days, there's no smoking meetings. They were horrendous before, but there's no smoking, so that you got to run outside. If it's snowing or raining, tough luck. Get an umbrella. I mean, after all, you go to any lengths to have a cigarette. So everybody's out there smoking. At least a lot of them. So you go outside, smoke a cigarette or whatever. You come back in. Maybe another person or two says hello, and you sit down, and you don't look at anybody, and you listen. Uh, another person gets up, maybe, or maybe another person or something, depending on a thing. By the time you get done listening to all this stuff, the meaning, they take a collection, they, they might have a raffle, they give away a book, and they do things, and then they you know, ask for help putting everything away. What do you do now? You want to bolt out the door. You want That's what you want to do. You want to bolt out the door. But 
you're a lady, a lady is going to come, and she's going to grab you. Maybe, maybe not. Says, so just introduce yourself. So, hi, how are you doing? Haven't seen you around. Blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm just visiting. Okay, that's cool. You know, and that's it. Maybe a, she introduced you a couple more people. You know, and they're like healthy. I mean, they are just healthy. They're not as jiggy as you are. They're not as, you're not, they're not just, they're disgustingly healthy. I mean, they're, 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 you know, but you've listened to a couple of them and they're, they're, they know what's going on. They told their stories, you know, they've been there, you know, because nobody can talk that way without being there. Nobody knows what it's like to get drunk. Nobody knows what it's like to be that way. So you are in a world of trouble because they've told you stuff and you, you run away and you leave. That's what you do. You run away and you leave. You just go. You run away and you leave. And that's sort of what your first meeting is like. You hop in the car and you drive away and you say, what was that? But your head is full of a bunch of information that the drunk part of you just does, it's, it's just like you you got this sticky stuff on you and it's just like you, you wanna go and take a shower and wash it off. But somebody said something and it's, it sticks, AA, ruins the drinking and you're like crap maybe it's true maybe AA ruins the drinking but I can't stop but they said I could stop they were they were there they said I could stop but and, but I, I, I don't believe that besides I want to drink you know I really want I, I really want to get shit faced tonight I really do I really, 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 really want to get wasted now. But uh, they said I didn't have to drink again. And you rifle around in your pocket. You, you were comatose when you left, but somebody handed you a phone number. Somebody gave you a piece of paper and said, hey, this is my phone number if you, you know, my name's on it give me a buzz feeling you know whatever you want to talk about just give me a buzz and you don't believe it I mean it's like who is he some sort of you know, serial killer or something like that but you know by some miracle by some miracle that you don't understand you call that number you call that number and a person, you say, hi, I'm the person you got, yeah, how you doing, you know, this and that, you know. And they, they maybe even say your name. I mean, I, I, you said it once and then you walked away and they remembered it. That, what, what, what's that? And they get you talking and then you, then you get off the phone and somewhere in that thing, you've forgotten about drinking and you're just going to bed. And guess what? You're working on your first 24 hours of sobriety. 
you know, you, 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 so it, it, that meeting ruined your drinking. It was, there's no longer the fantasy. It's just, you know, and they said, just don't drink today and come to a meeting. And so you say, well, and maybe you call the number again and say, there, where's a meeting? Or, and, and a person said, I'll pick you up. That, that's creepy. But they pick you up. And you go to another church hall. And a coffee pot's there. People are a little different, but the coffee pot's there. And might be a different type of meeting. Might be speaker meeting before. And this time it's just a circle of, of tables in a circle. And you're sitting around a circle of tables. And they're, they're reading out of a book might be as Bill sees it or it might be the 12 and 12 or it might be it's traditional stuff so everybody goes around and reads it a little paragraph at a time so you read a paragraph and it goes on and it goes around as you read the thing maybe it's the big book it might be a big book meeting you're reading a chapter of the big book that's sort of sort of what's going on and you go to that meeting and you meet some more people and you want to run away. It's just, it's just like, I got to get out of here. I got, I got to get out. I got to get out. And they say, hey, that's cool. That's cool. And somebody says, hey, you want to go for coffee after? You say, no, no. Well, come on. Just go to coffee. I'll, I'll give, you a drive, give you a drive to your car and stuff like that. So you go out to coffee with them. And they're just, they're not, they're not hammering on you. They're not talking stuff. They're just talking about their lives. And you're like, what? I just don't understand. But they're not drinking. They're sober. They're clean. They're not drinking. Take your, they talk your language, but you, they're, they're not doing what you're doing. I'm, you say I did this or that or something. It's like, whatever. Been there, done that. You know, it's like... You're confused, you're, you're, you're weirded out, but you go to bed, you leave and you go to bed, wow, and you realize, I haven't had a drink today. I have 24 hours sober, you know, and you've been listening, you say, they said, one day at a time, one day at a time, don't drink, one day at a time, one day at a time, and you're going, how in the, what, I, I don't understand that. And, you know, you're riding away to high to do whatever, you play games, you do the thing, maybe you pick up again, but maybe you want to go back to the meeting. Maybe you want to go back and talk to people that understand. So you find out that they have ruined your drinking. All the fantasies about it, all the stuff. They're telling you stories that, you know, they're talking about it life second to none. They're talking about stuff. You're going, what? What? And you're, by this time, two or three or four years, days down, you're, you're getting, you're, you're jiggy. You're, 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 you're physically, you're not doing well. So you call the phone number of the person. Say, hey, I'm really feeling jiggy. I'm really... You know, maybe they'll say, maybe you need to go to rehab. Ready to say, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Before you know it, it's 
it's three weeks and you haven't had a drink in three weeks that's like ridiculous that is what the first meeting can be like it's the beginning of something that you don't can't even imagine yeah it's small church basements it's groups of people it's nothing fancy you're not gonna it's not the not the country club where everybody's gonna notice because nobody talks about this otherwise I mean after five years you're hanging out mostly with program people mostly with people that are sober you know um, you're working through all your wrecked marriages and uh, all the stuff you're working through all that stuff but you're sober and you're clean and you're working through the disasters I mean you drank and you created disasters and you're you're working through the disasters but the first phone number has gotten to a a bloody book you know you you bring a book or you bring something to write the numbers down or you you have a phone and in the new days you have a phone and your contacts all your AA contacts and NA contacts are in the book you have numbers and they're telling you get phone numbers so you can call and you're doing what you're doing what they told you to do and life is getting different it's getting different but it's all those little church basement and those school rooms and those things and the, uh, the, 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 the parking lots of cars and the, and, the, and, the, and the sort of cloud of smoke outside the doors and the, the rushing in for the meeting. And uh, as you've been there away, all of a sudden you're like on a, a detox run with somebody taking them and they're like really a mess and they're blitzed and you're taking them to a rehab you're doing the thing and you're you're getting the lingo and you're you're saying what's this what's this what's this what's this but those little church halls and those crazy people and you're your, your your family relationships are better. There's a there's a scared look of hope in your your spouse. The kids are starting to sit, you know. They they don't they don't look at you that way. They look at they sort of come, you know. You're you're not drinking, so you have time to play ball with the son and do the thing. I mean, if you're going to meetings, you're starting to do stuff that you never did before. You're making lists and you're talking about, so you're getting the lingo. Steps and stuff like, but it's all about people. And you're mad and you're angry and you're upset and you're, you're just, you're, you know, after about four or five, six months, you're just crazy as anything. But if you've done it right, you got a, you got somebody you can call. Maybe you're just, your phone bill is huge because you're talking on the phone a lot. You talk, 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 talk. One day, after a few months, you wake up and you say, Holy cow, I know people. 
I have phone numbers. I call people by name. People invite me places. Months ago, people would groan and, and run away if I came along. And now I have people that know me by my name. I mean, we go places. It's to a meeting, but sometimes it's a picnic. Sometimes it's, hey, my sponsor, or this sponsor, or that person, or that, having a barbecue, come on over, and all of a sudden you got people around. Don't want people around, but they're around. So you keep on doing that. And that all comes from a church hall or a church school or, you know, a little room someplace. And before you know it, the meeting list is a little worn and your phone book is fuller and the wife is looking at you in ways that she hasn't looked at you in 10 years. And the kids are coming to talk to you instead of just sort of look at you like, you know, okay. But it all started by making the effort of walking to some church basement someplace and sitting there jiggy and crazy. So that's a little bit what it's like to get sober. Scary? Unknown? People who are crazy and unknown? But you, you go. And I went to my first meeting, and I walked out, and I said, didn't know the word, but I, re- I knew there was something that happened. And it didn't take me long to realize that I went to that first meeting, and I got hope, because there was no hope before. And now there was hope. You know, I walked out and said, I don't, there, there's a possibility I don't have to die this way. And I learned that there was, that's what they, they talked in the halls about hope. So I just want to give you an idea what it tastes like, it smells like. There's smoke. I mean, there's going to be people there that are crazy. People there are going to be hurting. People there are going to be, but uh, in most cases, they're going to be honest. You're going to see their insides and not their outsides. So that's what I want you to know. I want to give you a traveling thing into things. I, in, future, in future episodes, I'll talk about the different types of meetings, the different types of people and stuff. But one thing's pretty common. A herd of people outside smoking before the meeting coffee and discussions over in big rooms and little rooms and around tables, you know, by speakers and by individual people talking around a table about literature you've never seen before, a world you've never seen before, a culture you've never seen before. But I am telling you as much as I, I can tell you that it's a whole completely different world. This is, this is like going to another country, in your country. And 
you go to those meetings and listen to normal people. If you're open and honest, you're going to learn so much, so much. It's like it helps with the nervousness and the anxiety. It gets so that you know it's a it's a it's a, a help to go th- go to a meeting after a hard day and being sober just a short time because you're you're jiggy and you're nervous and you're messed up in the head. And you go to a meeting and it sort of calms you down. So that's what a meeting is like. I mean, it's strange, it's weird, and there are weird people there, but there are, trust me, you go into that meeting and you say, what is this? You know, that lady is somebody's grandmother, and that that lady is, is like, she must be 33, and she's like, you know, forgive me, gorgeous, and she's, she's uh, and, 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 and there's, it's, it's just it's just like a whole world of craziness but everybody's on the same page they just don't want to drink they don't want to use and they want to be better people so you know I can't it's like that it's very very normal it's very very different and normal at the same time and as you go more and you meet more people it is and becomes a life second to none. In the first meetings, you don't know, but you're, you're going to find a tribe. You're going to find a bunch of people that accept you the way you are, will listen to the most outrageous stuff, they'll, and they'll, you'll be able to make a phone call in the middle of the night and get somebody to listen, talk you down off the ledge. going to find that any other place. So... I'll talk more about meetings. I mean, I've been to meetings all the places. I'll quit with this. I've been to meetings in in Hong Kong when I was trying to get sober early on. You know, it was like a, it's a it was a room, executive room, and a, you know, board room. I, st- I found it and I stumbled in, and there were like six people there. There were like mostly merchant merchant sailors and various people. It was a very weird meeting, and it was in Hong Kong. Big, tall building, you look out, a big, beautiful view of Hong Kong Harbor and everything like that. It was somewhere in a different accents and stuff like that. That was weird. I didn't really know AA from anything, but that was really weird. I went to an AA meeting in, in uh, Subic Bay in the Philippines. In the middle of... You know, in the middle of a Sailor City, our girls, and not in that particular thing, but it was like, it was, there was, everybody was out drinking and doing, and you're going to an AA meeting. Very, very, very weird. I went to California AA meetings. I went to meetings in uh, California, in Northern California, up, up north of San Diego. But I didn't really, and I went to an AA meeting in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, the night before my last drunk. And I went to the meeting, and I ended up telling them, you know, I told them the stuff. I said, yeah, I got this six-pack of beer in the car. In the car. They said, get rid of it. I said, why should I get rid of it? I mean, and they looked, I mean, you know, it was obvious, you know, the only reason you're keeping it is to drink it. And I said, no, 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 no. 
I drank that six pack of beer 25 hours later on my last drunk. Three days solid drinking, debauchery the whole nine yards. I've been to meetings when I was drinking, I've been to meetings, but I, I staggered home and I went to meetings almost immediately and I found a young people's group and I, I just, I've been sober ever since. I was young, I was 28 when I got sober. Now I'm 74. But, you know, in my AA days, you know, AA saved my life. It absolutely saved my life. I wanted to tell you about what a meeting's like. They're all different. You know, there's men's meetings, women's meetings, there's step meetings, there's all sorts of stuff. And I'll talk more about that, but I want you to be able to think about it, and I want to tell you what it smells like, what it tastes like. It's not intimidating or anything like that. It's just very, very normal people. And you'll be, you'll be blown away by it. It's just like, these are normal people talking about normal stuff. You know, they're, they're, they're just, you never guess they were a drunk. Oh, some people are brand new, and there's no doubt. But it's like, mostly it's just like people that have been sober for a period of time. New people, experienced people, old-timers like me, crazy, non-crazy. It's but open and honest, and it is, to a certain extent, within the frame of AA's promises, is a life second to none. And you will never hear me speak derogatorily about an AA meeting. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not because it saved my life. It absolutely saved my life. And to a certain extent, I'm a little sorry that I left a little bit, but I'll talk about that maybe in another another episode what it's like you know AA meetings are different in ways but they, they're the same they're, they're the same you know whether it's Hong Kong Subic Bay in the Philippines or you know a little church in some place church basement they're all the same basically that's sort of what I wanted to tell you about it's just easy peasy you know it's not scary it's, you know, you might be bored, but I don't think so. You know, you're brand new sober. You're not going to be bored. You're going to be jumping out of your skin. But uh, do what they say. Do what they say. Do what they say. Do what they say. Take the suggestions. Twitch. Have a life second to none. This is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the Junction of Faith and Recovery. In the next episode or another episode soon, I'll tell you a little bit about what it's like to go into uh, Christian churches because this is at the junction of faith and recovery. So I want to tell you about AA and AA churches and recovery, at least in the broad strokes. And next time I'm going to talk a little bit about, you're saying, well, I'm not going to go into a church or what kind of a church am I going to go into? And I don't believe in that Jesus stuff. I'm not going to do it. Just listen to me. I want to give you, I, the safest way is to take the journey from somebody and then, you know, try it yourself. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the same thing with church that I did with, with AA. Um, I want to tell you what it's like. I'll do more sort of fictional visits to 
NA meetings and AA meetings and stuff like that. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Celebrate Recovery and how they how they do it. So you, if you go to Celebrate Recovery, you won't feel awkward. You know, you sort of know the score before you go, which which should make it easier for you to go. In later episodes, I'll give you tips, tapes about how to go to prison, but I'll 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 give tips about how to how to get sober. You know what it's like. I'll give you tips about what it's like to go to rehab. I'll tell you what it's like to have your best friend in NA or AA use and go to his funeral. I'll tell you what it's like to know people in the church and have them, you know, die in an accident or, you know, or older people, you know, pass away from disease or something like that. Life's real. Life's really real. But you don't have to drink, you don't have to use, and you don't have to submit yourself to the the depression of realizing nothing's ever going to change. Come along with me on a tour. Tell you my, I'm not not guaranteeing I'm giving you the whole truth. I'm giving you the way I understand understand it after 47 years of sobriety. What I've seen taste of it, the smells of it, the stuff. And I'll talk more about the nuts and bolts of being sober and the various periods of sobriety or all the little details, you know, so that you'll have an idea before you walk in the door what you're getting into. I'll tell you about the, the ins and the outs of it. Some of it's good and some of it's not so good, but I want you to know, I want you to be able to feel comfortable like people that watch boot camp movies before they go into boot camp, you know, so that they know a little bit about what they're getting into. If you're a drunk and you're listening to this to try to figure out whether you should get sober, you know, go to a meeting, leave me a message, you know, and I'll hook you up with a local central service and they'll, somebody will call you and take you to a meeting. But the next one is going to be about church. And I'll tell you what it tastes and smells like, what it's like. You can leave me a message and say, hey, Chuck, I just don't, you know, I'll talk to you on the phone or I'll do whatever. I'll hook you up wherever you are with somebody that can take you. And I'll, t- I'll try to tell you what to expect, tell you the flavors of church you want to ride in. But, you know, call, you know, email, respond, subscribe, whatever it is, and, uh, you know, I'll try to tell you what the journey is like. Come along. Come along, and I'll talk about faith the next time, and then I'll talk a little bit about the God thing in AA. You know, but first I want to give the, you a taste of what it's like, and I want to give the faith people of a taste of what it's like and the possibilities and the different sort of flavors you can go to. You know, so it's like, do you go to a... Do you go to an NFL game or do you go to a baseball game? Different different things, different experiences. And I'll tell you which is which. So anyway, this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast. I wish you a good sober day and a good blessed day in the Lord. Thank you much. Chuck is leaving. Bye-bye. <laughs>